Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. gentlemen and welcome to getting it out podcast that was brain cave the song was called trailer lake and it's off of their split with nub out now on hex records they are a band from cleveland 
as their bio states, and that's all their bio states. But you might have just heard some things you liked there. I did. I know I did. I listened to their side of the split just as much as I listened to Nub's side of the split, as you should when you listen to a split. It's not always the case. Sometimes we favor one over the other, but I've come to like both very much. Again, they're split with Nub out now on Hex Records, and wouldn't you know it, that's what we're going to be talking about on the rest of this episode of Getting It Out Podcast. I've got an interview here with Dave and Ben of Baltimore's Nub, and we're talking about the band, the split with Brain Cave, the first EP, and all sorts of other things. So let's get into that. But of course, first you must get through Hot Zone. Chicken! The Philadelphia Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. I've got a lot to brag about that. Never doubted this Jalen Hurts guy. Never one bit. Always been uh, 100% behind. Never thought firing Doug Peterson and hiring Nick Sirianni was a bad idea. Always been on board. Always will be until it's not convenient anymore. Go Eagles. Fly Eagles fly. Go birds, as they say, as we say, vamanos. Vamos birds? I don't know how to do it in Spanish. I try to. There's an Instagram thing that I post in my stories where it's a, a Spanish eagle. Not so sure that's American because it seems to be speaking Spanish in its subtitles, but nobody has tested its genealogy, so I'm not so sure what the genetic makeup of this eagle actually is on Instagram, but somebody one day will do it, and we just don't have the science yet. We don't have the time. You know, Not enough years have gone past that we can check the genealogy of this Instagram filter eagle. One day, though, right? I might have mentioned this on previous episodes, but I am choosing the atypical route for an Eagles fan and going with high optimism and full confidence as we go through these NFL playoffs. Uh, It worked. You know, here's why. I I should tell this story. Here's why. Because last time they made the Super Bowl, I watched it in Philadelphia with a group of my friends. And when I arrived there, my friend met me outside. He was very excited and he had my wristband that I needed to get into the place. And he was like, are you ready to watch them win the fucking Super Bowl? And I was like, all right, hold on, man. It's fucking Tom Brady. And he's like, nope, they're winning 100%. And he was so confident the entire time that he ran out of the bar before the game was even over in celebration when all it would have taken was uh, for the Patriots to catch that Hail Mary they threw at the end. But he didn't care. He was fully confident. And they did win. And it was fun. It was a great time. Ran the streets with him that night. And unfortunately, he's passed away since then. So I've decided to take uh, his energy and place it here again in this Philadelphia Eagles playoff run. Maybe it'll pay off, maybe it won't, but it seems like a good idea to do. And so far has been fruitful. So don't fret. I've still got the hate for the Eagles like only an Eagles fan can have in my heart. It still lives there. I'm angry at them. I'm angry at the Sixers right now for losing to the Magic last night, ruining a perfectly good seven-game win streak after a very impressive Joel Embiid performance over the weekend against Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. So I'm putting my anger there. They, they are the ones who deserve it. The Eagles don't deserve it right now. They've been good. But you know who else deserves my anger? Man, I've been, what's the word, ruminating a little bit this week on other people in this industry. And it's been 
pissing me off. <laughs> and I, I, I feel like I need to expand on it a little bit publicly where I probably most certainly shouldn't, but I will. Do you know that there are other people who do exactly what I do and they charge money for it? I knew this, right? Recently, I realized people much closer to me than I knew are doing it. And I think it's disgusting. Not disgusting in a, oh my God, how could you? But disgusting in a, who the fuck do you think you are? In the sense that people typically start these things under the guise that it's predicated on, you know, high tide raising all ships to get people's bands heard, to help promote things, to be helpful. And then you start working in money and you, I'll, I'll play your song, but you got to pay me. I'll, I'll feature you, but you got you to gotta give me something. And I think it's fucked up. And certainly it would do me some financial favors to implement these type of, uh, of policies, but I can't fucking bring myself to do it. It doesn't cost you anything to have your music played on Getting It Out podcast. It doesn't cost you anything to be a guest other than your fucking time. And don't worry, I put it in tenfold. It doesn't cost you anything for me to mention you. It doesn't cost you anything for me to make you a band page, feature your news, make a post, do anything. I do this stuff because I love to do it. And that's the only reason. And I think a lot of people lie about that. A lot of people say that that's what they're about. And fuck them. These other shows, podcasts, etc., are doing essentially pay for play. I mean, literally pay for play. And I'm not doing that. I, I wouldn't play those shows when I was in a band. I'm not going to ask a band to pay to play their shit on here. I think it's, I think it's beneath a lot of people that are doing it. And I hate finding out about it. And I hate knowing that other people are desperate for the attention to get on their band that they're willing to pay. You shouldn't have to. And I know whatever. Maybe it's because I come from the hardcore side of it that I have a different uh, different ethics in my mind about how, how this should all work. And I understand that some people coming from maybe the other side of the music spectrum are like, whatever, it's a business. And I, I do get that. I just think when trying to help unknown bands, a fucked up thing to do is to make them pay for help. I don't know. I understand that's the way the world works, but it doesn't have to work that way in this because I myself have been doing it for people for free for five years now. And I would like to continue to keep it that way too. Um, don't worry. I'll be the one that points out that this podcast opens up with a Manscaped sponsorship, but trust me, no bands had to pay for that spot. And that's the fucking point. Okay. Anyway, on this episode of the podcast, I got an interview with Dave and Ben of Nub from Baltimore, Maryland. You might call them noise rock. You might call them rock and roll. I call them awesome. And they've got a new record out. It's a split with Brain Cave. I talked about that in the beginning. They also had another EP, a self-titled debut EP released in 2021. You can get that on The Ghost is Clear. I believe it's available on cassette. The split is definitely available on vinyl. Ordered that for myself last night. And if you haven't heard it yet, don't worry. I'll do you a favor. I'll play you a track now. This one is called The Sift. It's by Nub. And then listen to my chat with Dave and Ben.
who do I have here with me? Can you introduce yourselves? Um, I'm Dave. I am a singer, a yeller, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm Ben. I play guitar. And you guys are both in Nub. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't worry. They'll know that by now. If you know if they're listening. Okay. Okay. You guys are both in in Nub, a Baltimore-based band that just came on. Well, not not just came on. Came on my radar a couple years ago, maybe. But help me uh, remember when that was. When did Nub begin, and why did Nub begin? Uh, well, Nub kind of started uh, when I was kind of getting bored playing drums. So I've been a drummer for most of my life. Uh, about a couple years ago, I was like, okay, let's try to expand the musical horizons a little bit, challenge myself. So I decided to pick up the guitar and do a couple uh, couple songs playing all the instruments. But of course, I can't sing. So that's where uh, <laughs> Dave comes in here. Um, I was like, I got to get Dave to finish us off because he's the greatest vocalist in the world. Uh, so that happened, I don't know, 2018, I guess. And was then, it? Was it? I think it was 2018. Okay. Yeah, when we, when we were just doing our like project together, a little, little like, you know, like what he said, just he was doing the music and that came into the vocals and stuff. But then from there, we kind of just filled out the band and wrote some more songs and. Now we're not. Yeah, I think um, um, I'm not. The first EP came out, was it two, 2020? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. So, so right around 2018, there was a lot of different stuff going on. Um, old buddy Nick, our bass player, uh, old, old buddy of mine, um, these two started playing together. And then I was, I was playing in, in a band called One Spot Frenchhead at that particular time, um, which is was all over the place since the early 90s you know broke up got back together broke up got back together the whole nine yards so it was kind of like uh to me and i don't want to offend anybody it was kind of like, like a dying horse you know what i mean and um i think around 2019 i think because uh, ben was actually playing bass for that project that time i decided to, i decided to call it i was like you know this is this is um over um the motivation was lackluster and uh, we had already been doing nub at that particular point anyway. Um, and not, not that I was like, well, you know, I just want to focus on nub. I was just, I was unsatisfied with one spot where it's going, um, which was nowhere, uh, um, you know, personally and outwardly. So, so I pushed Dave. So that's kind of, yeah. So right around, I'd say right around 2019 into 2020 was when Nub really kind of like, we didn't even really have a name, I think, until what? Until after we recorded the first demo. Yeah, yeah. And then we had to play a gig and, and it came down to the wire. We put off, I think, the name for a good four or five months. Nobody wanted to make a decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so. Band names are hard. Dude. They are. And yeah, they are. Yeah. And so, and, um, so I think I think Nub was brought up initially as a joke, um, mm -hmm. because I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you feel about the name. Uh, the name to me is just like I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. You know, what I mean, <laughs> to me it sounds kind of corny, but I think we went more along the lines of like, uh, yeah, sounds corny. Let's do it. I can I can elaborate more on the Nub origins of the name if you'd like. Yeah, <laughs> I I would, but I but I want to but I want to sympathize with you on the name choice um, dilemma thing. 
and you guys will especially be familiar with this because I was in a band in Baltimore for a couple years and our name simply came off of a bow can and we called ourselves Pleasant Living. And that, oh, and that, cool. was, right on. <laughs> that was it. You know, just what are we going to name ourselves? Well, we we're sitting there drinking bow at the plastic at the practice space. And we're like, well, the land of pleasant living. It's just going to be pleasant living. So, so yeah, <laughs> that worked. I mean, it was it was an odd name, but it worked. Uh, so, yeah. Tell, elaborate more on Nub. Tell me more about the name. Uh, so it's real. It's not, nothing crazy. I was just listening to like, well, first off, I, we wanted a uh, one syllable kind of name kind of like, like sort of like clutch or torch or something like that something just with a quick one syllable punch so i was listening to the jesus lizard one day <laughs> and then the song nub comes on n-u-b and i'm like wow wouldn't it be stupid if they put a k in front of that like a silent k like me and then it was nub. yeah easy to google yeah. Easy to remember, yeah. and it looks silly. I, I wasn't really, I wasn't really sold on it. I don't know. Everybody was always wishy washy about it. So, to look it up, you know, you have a couple of different definitions of it. I think I like the secondary definition of it, uh, which means uh, uh, um, uh, matter of the heart. So, I was like, yeah, okay, that works for me. You know what I mean? So, I was like, okay, I'm cool with that. Of course, the first one is no. You know, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually really like the name. I think it's a, I think it's a cool. I like, I like simple names, like you're saying, like like yeah. those oh, right simple on. names. That gives and and just putting it like you have done so far, just in bold block letters. Yeah. It's nice and simple and uh, easy to remember, and I think very cool. Did you Thanks. know when you when you started Ben working on this stuff? Did you know what you wanted it to sound like? Did you have an idea of, I want to start a band that sounds like X, Y, Z, whatever? Uh, yeah, well, first off, I was, I'm pretty limited in my guitar skills. So I have to drop it down to, to drop D or drop C. We play drop C. So I use the one finger up and down, super easy. Uh, and of course, hel- who, who does that helmet? So, <laughs> so helmet was a big uh, influence in yeah. the way I wanted the riffs to sound, like mm-hmm. a groovy, down tuned, chunky kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I also love torch, like the same sort of thing, big chunky, low rhythmic guitars. So yeah. kind of somewhere around there, kind of yeah, helmet torch vibes with some hum throat thrown in. Yeah, I can sing real pretty. I want to yeah i can certainly hear hear all that in there dave when when uh you guys talked about this did you have any uh opinions on which way to go or did you like what he said and where he wanted to go with it back when ben and i um did a couple of songs that he wrote and he asked me to go into the studio um i i always been wanting to do a project that is a little heavier because my influences have always been heavier. Um, so when I came in, that, that was the idea. It's like, this is, this is heavy stuff. It's all drop D drop C, you know what I mean? Um, put a little bit of melody, but put angst to it at the same time, you know? Um, so that's, that's what I went for. And, um, I, I like this project a lot because this is the first time I feel like that, I've done a really, really heavy project in my life. I mean, it's, it's not super heavy if you listen to it, but I mean, it's heavier than anything that I've ever done. And, and uh, I really enjoy it. 
And so, so yeah, so that, that, so it's fulfilling for me in that sense. You know, Dave has definitely, definitely brought some other stuff to the table too. He's brought a couple of guitar riffs and guitar parts and a whole lot of melody to, uh, to the riffs that I don't think I would otherwise put in there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, there's a, there's a great deal of melodicism to to it, and I think that's one of the reasons why I think it seems so catchy and so so memorable. Which I'm sure you know when you can work it in, how you guys do and still keep that heaviness is uh, one of the great things about a band like like Helmet was able to do, or especially like Torch. Um, yeah. So I can I can and even you mentioned Deftones, so I them as well. Like, so I can I when you say it out loud, I can see it or hear it more and uh it makes perfect sense um when you were going about figuring out who else to work with on this did you guys just go with people you know or was there another way to find the rest of the roster definitely people people that i know i know so many musicians in the uh Baltimore scene i got a lot of friends who play a lot of different instruments um and i know who i work well with and who i don't work well with so I knew, like I said, I knew one of Dave on vocals uh, and that I met our bass player, Nick, through Dave. They've known mm-hmm. each other for yeah, like 30 years. Forever. Yeah. Uh, so me and Nick hit it off right away. Uh, that was awesome. And then uh, Greg, our drummer, came into the picture because I've known him for like over 15 years. I've known him way before yeah. I worked yeah. with him. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Our old bands from 15, 20 years ago would play shows together all the time. And I knew he could play in odd time and hit hard. And he's a, he's a chill hang, which <laughs> yeah, is the most important part, too. You've got to be a chill hang if you're playing in them. That's, yeah, that's, like that's, a, that's, a, that's a requirement, I think, uh, of us. Uh, well, we're not having fun anymore than the practice will end or whatever. But, but no, no beefs. Uh, you know, I think we've been all in enough bands where it's like, if you come in it's tense in any way whatsoever, why, why are you here? Why, why are you doing yeah. it? You know what I mean? Yeah, we've all been in bands with <laughs> weird tension and, and just bad vibes and fights. And we don't want any of that bullshit. No, 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 no. We don't want any of that. So, so well, I, I really do you, like... Do you think that's... Do you think that uh, the reason this is going so well and so easygoing is because you guys have so much experience and know, maybe even know what to expect now? Yes, I think so. Yeah, sure. I would agree with that totally. You know, um, I think when we come in and, and we do stuff, I mean, Ben brings in most of the stuff and then we'll collaborate all together. I think that if somebody has a real, um, everybody's pretty easygoing. Somebody doesn't like something. I think that somebody will say, I'll let it sit for a minute. You know, and so they'll come right out and say, well, I'm, I'm not digging it all that much, but I'll let it sit for a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and then next thing you turn on a month later, it's like, that was my favorite song. You know what I mean? So, yeah, or I'll come in with a riff, and then I'm not I'm not sold on it personally, and then the other guys will tell me it sucks, and that's great too. I got I got no ego with that shit. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 you know it's a collaboration. You know what I mean? You know Absolutely. what it is. You know, you know. So. Yeah, and it's uh, I don't know. I think it's fu- I think it's funny. I, well, you correct me if if or you can tell me if you disagree, of course, but uh. Everybody that I've always talked to about this always seems to be on the same page that it's kind of like being in a band. It's harder to, it takes longer to 
figure out the mature way to deal with shit in a band than it does like in, <laughs> in like normal life, you know, right. for, for some reason there's just, I, th- I guess it's cause everybody has their wants and, you know, creative outlet, the things that they want to do. And it's the, this project you got to co- really collaborate on with other people. And you know, that that's a, a place that tensions can rise, but when people get older and they're more seasoned and you know, they have different expectations, it becomes a lot easier and a lot more fun. Two, two things that I usually, uh, what I've learned or what I've really, I, I do things for so many years. And, and whenever anybody asks me about stuff, it's like, well, how would you, how would you compare a band? I was like, well, I would compare it to a marriage. Um, you know, there's gotta be a lot of compromise, you know what I mean? And there's gotta be a lot of selflessness instead of selfishness. You know what I mean? You roll in, you're just like, okay, I, unless you're really sold on something, you know, if you've ever been married or whatever, you know, and you're really opinionated about one thing and you know, you know, you're right. Then you just kind of want to hold back. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think, so any relate, any personal relationship, whether you're a band, married, I mean, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's what I've kind of learned about bands anyway, you know, you're getting projects like that. So yeah. those are, those are the two big things. I mean, for me, I mean, so, that's, you know, that's one of the main reasons why I never like to create a lot of tension in a band, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but, uh, but the really cool thing about that, I think that everybody in this project is kind of similar. They're similar like that. You know what I mean? It's like you're rolling. It's like, it's not like, there's not like a, an overbearing personality in the room that says, this has got to be this way. Unless it really, really, really rubs somebody the wrong way. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> so, you know. <clears throat> well, when I don't, I don't remember when exactly I first heard you guys. I don't know how, uh, but it was obviously because of the internet. But also because I have, like we talked about a little bit, I have so many. I have a big circle of friends from the Baltimore area, so maybe it seems magnified to me. But it seemed like immediately there was this buzz about you guys, about Nub, and I don't know if it was because. You may or may not have been, I don't remember correctly, been sharing a practice space area with some people that I know or what. But anyway, it just seemed like one day it was like everybody that I knew in Baltimore, whether they were in the the metal scene, the hardcore scene, the noise noise rock scene, the punk rock scene, everybody seemed to all agree that Nub was a good band. Cool. cool. <laughs> Did is this something you guys noticed? That. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who heard us? Oh man, you know, I, w- I would definitely have to say that um, everything that I've heard from like my close personal friends, um, you know, like the five or ten people that I go out with drinking every week, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I know that they would come to me and say, "Hey, you no, know, yeah, I think your band's all right," or "Yeah, you know, I think you suck," or but I've never heard anything but positive responses. You know what I mean? Um, so that, that's cool. But it's not like I go up to them when we go out and say, so what do you think? What do you think? I mean, they offer it. <laughs> right. You know what right. I mean? So, uh, well, that's cool. But, but you know, I don't really go out, you know, looking for that. You know, I, th- I think that maybe in the future, when we start playing out more and things like that, you see more people coming out. If that's the case, mm-hmm. I think an indicator of that. You know what I mean? I'm just glad people like it because that wasn't even the, the goal. I just wanted to 
yeah. a bunch of heavy riffs and smokes yeah. weed with my buds. So it's cool, <laughs> that, uh, it's cool that people are digging it. Maybe that's why we get along in practice so much. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. <laughs> um, I think uh, we have to attribute a little bit of, of, of maybe a little buzz that you might have heard from the first person who the person who put out that EP, uh, little, little label guy, TGIC out of uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And um, he really made that available on tapes. And then we put it online and he did a lot of pushing for it. Yeah. Big ups to Bobby. Yeah. That the ghost is clear for uh, helping us kind of get out there you know what i mean and um and you know of course we have all the connections that we have so as soon as it came out of line and we're like hey listen you know hey why don't you throw us on a bill or something like that you know it's, it's all about who you know man you know um, totally yeah i think our, our first our first big show in baltimore was with the other band that ben plays in which is the meth rats that's justin day and steve wooten and uh, warren and warren and um and they had they had an album release. Yeah, that was the uh, Meth Rats record yeah. release. And they were kind enough to say, "Why don't you open up the gig, man?" You know what I mean. And we just spread the word. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And like, and we're playing in front of you know 150 people at Metro Gallery. You know what I mean. Yep. That's that's awesome. You know what I mean. Um, and hopefully more gigs like that to come. And, you know, uh, um, our second I think our second biggest show was at the shop, right? It was Caustic Casanova. And uh, great. So, they're, they're an awesome band. Yeah, they are. And, and, rid, and, of and rid of me. From some, Philly. From mm. Philly, some label mates of ours. And so Nick just reached out to rid of me, you know, my bass player, mm-hmm. and said, Hey, dude, you're playing DCIC. Why don't you let us come open up for you and Caustic Casanova? And they were like, Oh, okay. So they got in touch with the club. And boom, next thing you know, there we are playing in front of 150 people in DC. You know right. what I mean? So it's just, that's just kind of how it's worked, you know? And um, people think it. So. Yeah, and then we played with Bummer uh, to like five people. Yeah, yeah DC9. <laughs> that, was, that was great. It was funny. I, I went on stage and, uh, you know, there's nobody there. And what I said was, hi, we're Nub. We're here to see Bummer. Bummer is like one of my favorite bands. Bummer is great. Uh, Is Bummer does Bummer share members with Big Water? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I had Big Water on on here and did did one with them too. Um, Who who I think also is the Ghost is clear. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it seems like, and this was going to be one of my questions. It seems like. Nub is really being, uh, or, or and kind of ends up being classified as a noise rock band. Would that be accurate? Well, I mean, not that the sound is exactly that, but it seems like that's the genre, the genre and the bands that you kind of end up playing with a lot. Yeah, that's who we end up playing with. I don't know if I, yeah. uh, genres are tricky, man. Yeah, <laughs> very tricky. Yeah, uh, I feel like we're a lot more melodic. And hooky than a lot of these noise. I do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at the same time, at the same time, it's good company to have with some of those mm-hmm. noise rock bands in the scene that we're kind of pumped in. So it's good. It's definitely good company. It's not a bad thing. No. But you call us whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really bad yeah, at the end yeah. of the day as long as the, as long as the riffs are big and people yeah. are hanging yep. their heads, right? Yep. True. I mean, you know, the cool thing about that is I think that the 
the the sound that we have, it's like you can book us and an indie rock show, mm-hmm. or you could book it as a noise rock show. Doesn't matter, you know. We're, we're just our sound. Be, you know, it won't be like that far off from whatever you know. Right, I mean, right. what, what that gig is going to be. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, that's a, uh, that's exactly like like Helmet was is right? yeah, you yeah. you can put them on they they'll, they'll play fucking Maryland Death Fest right yeah but yeah, are yeah. they uh, even anywhere close to a death metal band of course not oh. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll play they'll play hardcore shows and they'll play punk rock shows you know and yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and I think and that's kind of what I was getting at with with Nub is that you guys are I think are certainly way more melodic than most noise rock bands uh, sometimes noise rock bands you know are like intentionally not melodic you know it's just like abrasive yeah. and you know where you guys kind of go the other way and uh i think but i think that's part of the charm and i think that's why you're transcending so well to all these people that i know from even locally in baltimore from different scenes that i just know through friendships um even though you know how small baltimore is um yeah. that everybody band. seems to agree that yep. that nub is a good band Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Um, just speaking, speaking of Baltimore, do you think there's anything about the band, whether that's sonically or aesthetically, that is obviously Baltimore? Wow. That's a tough one. Um, I'm a lost for words on that one, man. Never, never really thought about it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm born and raised uh, in Baltimore. Just, I grew up just outside the city in the Burbs, but I mean, I've never lived anywhere else. So, yeah, I guess that's an influence. And, yeah, I, I, uh, I, just by default. I, I've been here for 30 years. You know, I moved. I moved into this area when I was 17 or 18, and um, no, I mean, I've seen this scene come and go. Uh, you know, back in the late 80s, early 90s. And I've always enjoyed the, the how, how versatile it is. Um, you know, because uh, I grew up in North Virginia and I wound up going to D.C. a lot to see a lot of, like, shows. And, mm-hmm. and so I think that if you want to take and compare, like, like just, just for shits and giggles, take D.C. to Baltimore. Two completely different attitudes, you know, where you have like, like Baltimore, where it's kind of like a blue collar, like fuck you town, and then you go to DC, where it's kind of like almost like a white collarish, kind of like conservative, mm-hmm. fuck you town. You know what I mean? It's like you know, you know, as far as the music is sure. concerned, I mean that's just yeah. kind of like what I've grown up with. Um, 
So I would say most definitely Nub fits into the Baltimore scene because maybe the brashness of of our music. I don't think that we would fit in in DC, but then again, maybe I'm talking 20 years ago. I don't, you know, I'm an old man. I, I might be under a rock. Right. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> from, from what I know, there are still a lot of, you know, back, back when I was growing up, it was a lot of Discord stuff. It was very clicky in the DC mm-hmm. scene. And then Baltimore was completely different. Today, I don't know if I could, you know what I mean? I don't know if you could mesh them or I still think that DC is more clicky-ish than Baltimore. If, right. if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, totally. And I, I would agree based on my experience, but also like you, I don't know if that's the case anymore. I, I always yeah. admit that I'm, I'm out of touch now. Like I'm, yeah. I'm here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania with my family. Do I know what's going on in Baltimore and DC? No. Only, when I, only when I do this, you know, only when I talk to people that are there. <laughs> so if they don't know. I don't know. Baltimore's definitely got to happen. The hardcore scene. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Had a ton of those Baltimore hardcore bands on your show. Um, so, you know, the hardcore is really coming up right now in Baltimore, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would say take bigger gear than in DC. I think so, yeah. yeah. You know, so, so to say that, to say Nub, would we be, I mean, other than the fact that we're from here, um, yeah, I mean, I think that we have maybe a harder time playing gigs in DC or I'm like you. I'm like you, man. I'm like. I'm like I, don't, yeah. I, don't know. I think the internet. The internet has made regionality of sound kind of kind of irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No, well, you guys, we talked a little bit about that uh, that Eve, the first EP you put out, but you just released the split with Brain Cave on Hex Records. Yeah. Couple of things there. How did you end up with Brain Cave, and and how did you end up on Hex Records? <laughs> well, I think Ryan from Hex is kind of buddies with Bobby from The Ghost Is Clear, uh, okay. so we were kind of on Ryan from Hex's uh, radar once that uh, cassette came out on TGIC. Um, and then, as far as us getting together with Brain Cave, that was uh, that was Hex Records playing Matchmaker. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, we weren't really familiar with Brain. I was kind of familiar with Brain Cave, but didn't like know them or anything like that. Yeah, I wasn't. But they weren't on my radar at all. Ryan approached us and he's like, "Hey, there's this other really cool band that I want to I want to release something from them, and I think you guys would be a great fit. Let's do a, let's do a split twelve inch." We're like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it." Mm-hmm. And we think it was a pretty good uh, pretty good fit. I love Brain Cave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, kudos to him for introducing me to. Um, I, I love the four songs. Or, yeah, four songs yeah. there. And because um, <clears throat> I, I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, like the only thing that we got was like, "You want to do this?" And we're like, "Well, yeah, we want to do it." Before we even heard him, we were like, "Yeah, we want to do it." X record, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah X has put out some fantastic records. He so has. Uh, we're very grateful to be uh, part of that family. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, I don't know that I was familiar with Brain Cave either until the split, but I think that's the great... I mean, I guess we're all old enough to to have lived in the era where it wasn't so easy to find out about new bands. So sometimes a split was the fucking perfect way. Right. And, uh, 
and I, I like that that's still a possibility even with the ease of access because that because you did the split with Brain Cave, I listened to Brain Cave and I listened to it, you know, even their other records now. Um, so I think it's a, it's very cool and it's a cool pairing that you guys aren't exactly alike because that's always been an annoying thing to me when two bands sound so similar that you can barely tell there's a different size to the split. But it's a, uh, but it definitely I can I hear the slight evolution of nub and that you writing already uh it's just like you didn't have much to improve on meaning that your other your original ep was already already good and this stuff seems better so what to me or what to you (laughs) is what to you was different about these songs compared to those uh, well, I've been playing guitar a little bit longer on the second batch of songs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that yeah, definitely yeah. helps a lot of, a whole lot of practice on that on guitar. I didn't suck as bad as I did on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just uh, yeah, playing together uh, for a longer period of time. Like when we recorded the first EP, we had never played a show. We didn't even have a name. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it was kind of just a studio project at first. So getting some shows under our belt and a whole lot more practices under our belt. I remember, I remember, Justin, I remember Justin coming to us like, guys, I need to give this thing a name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had some bullshit, uh, bullshit name that we called it. But yeah, just uh, playing together more, uh, practicing guitar um, more for me. <laughs> right. And, and, and these songs, these, these four coming up for me, um, it's kind of interesting to watch when, when, um, how how a band writes and, and their evolution from for me these like the first the first four songs that we did you know feeling our way around really hooky a little bit melodic and then this comes out what we did was we these these four are a lot more aggro than the first EP but yet tried to keep the same melody so uh, there'll be a little bit more diversity I think on the next <clears throat> five to come out when we're going to be going and record those soon um maybe they'll involve a little bit of both we're trying to experiment and go a couple of different directions but yet keep what we're about at the same time you know what i mean so 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 first ep aggro but melodic second ep this this is a little bit more on the aggro side it's a little bit darker than than the first one it's also more melodic and uh Almost, you think so? almost poppy. Yeah. Really? The last track, I think, was very, very poppy. Really? Compared to our uh, first. Oh, okay. Uh, it's mm. funny how we all hear shit differently. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was my take on it. Yep. But I'm happy with well, I'm happy with the recording. There's more aggro parts yeah. and there's more poppy parts. All those new shit. Yeah. It's more of everything. More of everything. More of everything. That's right. <laughs> well, I think one of the one of the really impressive things that you guys are doing are are these poppy choruses. Like, and I mean that as a compliment, right? You don't typically I think it's pretty pretty unique that you guys have have that aspect of your sound. Constru- how do you construct those choruses? Cuz it seems like you do it for every song. Oh yeah. Almost every song. Almost every song. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hooks, that's all Dave. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no, I mean when 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 we started this, you know, Ben and I, ben and I have always been like, you know, okay. I remember a long time ago he used to live here in Catesville. Well, he lives here in Catesville, but, but this is way back when. And I remember sitting in his living room and we put on, I think it was 
you put on, was it strapping on helmet or we were sitting there. I mean, you got a party at your house. I think it was aftertaste. It was aftertaste. Yeah, that's right. It's it's aftertaste. aftertaste. And if you listen to that record page, the exact same thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know I mean? At that stage where they were writing, it's just like, I'm not going to say that we're following them exactly, but there's an idea there. It's like, if you want to come in with the harshness, where's the, where's the, where's the sugar with the salt? You know what I mean? Where's, where's, you know what I mean? Where's the sweetness to, to, to the, to the bitterness, you know what I mean? You know, you, you know, to me, as growing up as a kid and listening to stuff, I always, I always gravitated towards melody. You know, even in my punk rock years, I gravitated towards band that knew how to punch it, but had a melody in there that that would keep me. <clears throat> so Ben and I would talk about stuff, and it's like I like that hook, I like that hook. And if you go back and you listen to any of some of your favorite bands. You know, like we were talking about earlier, you have these noise bands that just do noise all the way through. That's cool. Okay. But to me personally, it's going to be very, I'm, I'm going to be more bored with that than I am with somebody that comes up with some kind of melody, you know, where you're, you're in your car or you go to work and all of a sudden that melody pops up in your head. You know, it sticks with you. You want to sing along to it. Something yeah. you want to sing along to, you know, and not just yell like a caveman all the time. Yeah, and and be and but but be but be powerful at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it's melody that's you know that I'm screaming. You know what I mean? Um, just just something something to grab you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? To stick out. You know I mean because because that's that's part of it for me. You know when I go to practice. You know I want to sing this song right now because I like that melody and I want to sing it. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Also, when you have just just total crazy noise and dissonance all the time, then it doesn't sound as noisy and dissonant. If if that's you gotta have the yin and the yang. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, that absolutely makes sense. And uh, I, mm-hmm. and I think that we're 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 <clears throat> branching off on that a little bit. Um with some of the new stuff that we're writing now, we're coming up with it, you know, I mean, we're, we're like, okay, well, maybe this doesn't need to be the same formula. Let's, let's branch off here. Let's branch off. So we are exploring different things than that, but yes, still, yeah, still trying to keep like a hook or a melody or something that's just completely stupid and absurd. That <laughs> it might be cool with the melody over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's endless. The possibilities are endless. Well, you, like we said, we just you just put out this split officially. So um, I usually ask this before people release a record, but it's close enough to then. What what were you most looking forward to with the release of those songs? I know for some people, it's being able to kind of move on. I know for some people, it's just getting it that physical copy in hand, uh, or you know, playing them live or having people know them. What what about the, the release of the songs from the split? Were you most looking forward to? Well, we don't even have them physically in hand yet. They're still in Portland with, uh, with Hex Records. But uh, I don't know if you've seen the vinyl, but it's, it looks badass. It's uh, clear I did. vinyl. I saw, with I saw a picture. Clear vinyl with the rainbow splatter. That looks super cool. So we cannot wait to get them in our hands, like you mentioned. Uh, but um, yeah, just having them out after after recording them over a year ago. It's, uh, yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. I got, I'm I got, sure you've yeah. heard the record plants have been super backed up. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. We don't need to go over that, but yeah, it's been a long time. 
sitting in the Google Drive. So it's good to have it actually out. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. As far as what I what what I look for, that's that's a tough that's a tough question too, because I am happy. Um, I got I got very frustrated recording them and you know and them sitting for, for a year that I couldn't touch it. I couldn't do a thing with it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. so I, I I know that I like the songs. I'm curious to hear what everybody else has to say about them. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, whether it be, you know, good or bad, you know, um, I don't care. I'll take it all. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's, that's, that's it, you know, for me, you know, as far as art is concerned. Um, I just want it out there. So, you know, maybe we can share some, some goodness with people. Maybe some people will like it. Maybe some people come to shows and we have a good time, you know? Yeah. You know, that's, that's about it for me. I can't speak for Nick or Greg, but you know, I, everybody's kind of go with the flow with this project. You know, there's, there's, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of strange. I think Ben is the only one that sets the deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's very true. That is very true. We need to do this, and then everybody comes in and gets bait. And what we're doing? What? Yeah, if, I, if, I didn't, if I didn't put any deadlines on recording or video, then nothing would get done. Nothing would happen. Well, you only you only need one of those guys. That's you only need one. That's him. But you, but you do but, need one. Yeah, but you need at least one. <laughs> but, but, but he's a, he's a good line, good deadline set because he'll come in and he'll get baked and then. You know, an hour later, I don't forget. What, what are we doing again? And oh, okay. <laughs> Three weeks till we record again, guys. Let's get it going. <laughs> we gotta get- well, you, you mentioned you mentioned playing some shows. Um, I saw you have a record release show that's still coming up, right in February. Oh yeah, February seventeenth. Yeah. With and I saw I saw you have Brain Cave on that and I Flies as well, who are awesome in their own right um at metro i think so tell me about that show uh consumer culture is playing as well there's some uh, local friends of ours they're totally awesome but yeah, yeah i'm i'm mostly pumped to play with i flies they're like one of my favorite bands mm-hmm. um, i'm kind of nervous that we have to follow them <laughs> they rip so hard <laughs> uh, but yeah it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a killer show we'll have the the records in hand by yeah. then so yeah. yep. come to the show and buy one they're very limited how many did we get 300 a week maybe um, uh, so, you know more about that than me yeah then, so. very limited amount of them uh, so come to the show and buy one yeah we will love you and you will love <laughs> you will love the show because it's a killer bill yeah we're gonna have we're gonna have a good time with that uh well, so you mentioned uh, well, so these songs just came out and the EP not too long ago. So it seems a little ridiculous to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because you mentioned new okay. songs. You did the EP and then you did the split and you mentioned plans for another yeah. EP. Any plans to do an LP in the future? And if not, why are you choosing to do the, uh, the shorter <laughs> versions? We need to write more songs for an LP. That's the, that's the short answer. Short answer is everybody's getting stoned and not writing songs. But no. <laughs> now we're we're going in uh, we're, we're going in again uh, to New Noise with Justin Day to do five more uh, five more tunes. We're doing that in February. But there's no um. We don't have a set a set plan for it. We could release it as another EP. We could hold on to it and do, do another session. Who knows? 
put together an LP. It depends on it depends on what we want to do, and it depends on if anyone wants to put some more shit out for us. I don't. I don't think with this band, uh, Dan, that there's a that there is a pressure to uh, continue to do EPs or oh my gosh, we have to put out an LP. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it really doesn't matter to us. You know what I mean? We put out what we can put out when we want to put it out. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of the attitude towards it. I had a discussion with Ben last practice. It's like, why don't we, um, we've got five more that we're about to do now. And I'm like, well, why don't we wait till summer until we have like seven or eight? Who knows? Somebody might come to us and say they want a full record. And then Ben's like, no, because we won't do that because he's he's the, the, the dude who sets the dates. You know? <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, okay, fine. That's cool. Whatever. So, you know, we're going to record them out. You know what I mean? If somebody wants something down the line, we, we don't know you. What we're going to do is, I want this to be out for a little while, and I like to promote. I like to go play some gigs in some different cities and play around before mm-hmm. we really kind of like focus on, okay, what are we going to put out next? You know what I mean? Yeah, we want to push this, uh, we want to push the split. Uh, yeah. We... yeah. <laughs> well, what type of uh, plans or expectations do you guys have for Nub? Like, What's what's the what's the goal, or is there not a goal? Is this just a thing that you're gonna just let it all flow, do it as it comes? Yeah, kind of do it as it comes. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we also are trying to get out of Baltimore and get on the road a little bit. We're doing some booking for spring and summertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing a lot more out of town shows, weekend warrior type shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really exciting because we haven't really played much else besides. But Philly, Baltimore, DC, really. Frederick, you know. Frederick Maryland. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be um in, in May, we're gonna be shooting south for weekends. Um it's not announced yet, but so we'll tell them Okay, it's we'll, be we'll, we'll, we'll say we're gonna follow us on this Yeah, for that. And then and then I was I was gonna propose the idea of doing a Chicago area jobs back at maybe in fall time. I got a buddy, uh Named by the name of Dave Brown, who I went to high school with, who's in Chicago, a big hardcore guy. And every time I put something out, I was like, you got to come to Chicago. you got to come to Chicago. you got to let me book the gig. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So it, around that, you know, we've got Brain Cave folks in Cleveland who are talking about doing something. And then we got people in Indiana who are talking about doing something. So maybe fall time, we might go out that way a little bit. You know, that's, that's an idea. You know, right. we're not sure on it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, we can do whatever whatever we feel like doing. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, the momentum will kind of take us there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens, you know, opening up those tree those presents under the group. Oh, look at this. Maybe we should go there. You know. <laughs> Who knows? You know? Who knows? We have we haven't played New York yet. That'd be that'd be interesting. But New York can be a tricky town, man. You know, I don't want to go into New York without like maybe some friends asking us to come. I'm not going to go to New York. Oh, fuck New York. Dude. Yeah. I'm know. not playing New York, dude. <laughs> fuck that city, dude. <laughs> yeah, rather, what's the, what's like, the New York beef? <laughs> the whole town smells like garbage. <laughs> it's, it costs you $100 an hour just to be there. Uh, I just, that's not, not my vibe. Man. I much prefer a smaller town vibe. Like say, like say, just let's let's go off the cuff, man. Let's say, let's say, all of a sudden, Unsane gets hold of our songs and they really like us. And let's say we develop a relationship. If they're going to come ask us to play, 
you better be damn well sure we're going to go play New York City. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean? Um, but but those those things aren't there, and I don't think we're going to go out of our way or something like that. You know? Got to be real real good gig for for us to get up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't hate New York. Oh, it sounds like you might. Yeah. I think, I think again, I know I've said, I've said this a bunch over and over, but I, I really do. I really do like what you, what you guys are doing all like, it's been like, like you haven't released a bad song yet, you know? And I realize it's only what, like 10 songs total, maybe if that, but, uh, but it's been pretty impressive yeah. so far. And, and again, like I hear it and I'm not there from people who are there. So uh, I think it's really cool. And I, I really do truly think you're one of the more exciting bands coming up in the Baltimore music underground music scene right now. And that says a lot based on everything that's happening right there. Does it for being a band in the area, does it feel like there's such a surge behind it all right now as it looks from the outsider's perspective? Yeah, definitely. Every single show I've gone to in the past like six, seven months, maybe the past year or whatever, has been totally packed with kids and older older heads too. Um, and all these new awesome bands coming up. And yeah, the scene is like really thriving right now. You can definitely feel feel the energy. It's awesome. I don't know how much I don't know how much I would put that on um like the whole COVID thing, you know what I mean? Where like things are coming back around where people were really starving or before and then that's created the huge bump i think that might have something to do with it but i also think that's a lot of since since people were just kind of quiet you know and all of a sudden the world starts to get back to where it's supposed to be and then all of a sudden people just start coming up with all these projects and just start writing all this stuff and so so yeah yeah you know it, it bumps up you know what i mean with the amount of shows that are all of a sudden now happening you know between you know, the five to 10 places that are half decent to play in the city. You know, you, you, you try and book a gig in any one of them. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm booked three months, man. You got to come to me. You get some four months away. You know what I mean? And it's just like, you're like, what? What, man? You mean, tell me I can't get a show like two months from now? No, man, I'm booked, dude. You know? <laughs> yeah, like pre-COVID, you go to an all-local bill and it definitely puts it wasn't selling out like on a bar or mm-hmm. gallery. And now all the all the time like sold out local bills at, at the local clubs, which is totally awesome to see. Yeah. People, That's people great. are coming out. You know. That's awesome. I've stood in some very empty auto bars and metro galleries and sidebars and you know, like yes, very sir. Empty. same here. Yeah. I've played some very I, yeah, I've played very and you've played them too. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what right. What the yeah. hell am I doing here, man?
So there you have it. That was my conversation with the fellas in Nub. The song you just heard was Easy and Clean off of that Brain Cave split. I do believe they still have cassettes available from their self-titled EP. I actually need to get one of those myself. I got some cool shirts, too. They don't have my size, though, so can't do anything about that. But you should go buy their stuff. Check out their band camp. Go support Nub. Go to their show. If you're in the Baltimore area, please go to their show at Metro Gallery with Brain Cave, iFlies, and another band that I forget the name of. If it wasn't obvious enough, I think they're pretty awesome. And I think a lot of people are going to agree with me if this was the first time you heard them. Big thanks to them for taking the time to have a conversation with me last week. This is going to be the last episode of January. It's 10 episodes to start this year in the first month. There's no way I'll be keeping that pace, especially in February. It's just too short of a month. Can't possibly pull that off, but we'll see what I can do. I got some cool things coming up. A couple interviews just today, Uh, but be on the lookout for all things getting it out, gettingitout.net. Go there for all your news, reviews, and more. And let's end this thing. Let's wrap it up with a song from, how about Seattle rock and roll trio Sandrider? This one's called Alia. It's off of Enveletration. It drops Friday, March 3rd on Satanic Royalty Records. More on them later. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.